Welcome back to another episode of Around the Coffee Table. I am Garrett Mills. Um, my partner is gone. He uh, couldn't be here. We're at the Neshoba County Fair, um, and I got my cousin, Brian Hicks. This is a family episode, uh, and we're so excited to have Brian with us today. Um, Brian, how are you doing? I'm good, Garrett. Thank you for having me. Oh, of course. Um, so, Brian has just got an incredible testimony about how the Lord's just redemptive power and his 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 love and his grace and his mercy all combined into one um and so i'm just going to step back brian and i just want you to just tell me your story all right that sounds good i'll just start at the beginning i guess garrett I, i'm a um, i'm a 44 year old um i'm a veterinarian i'm a I three children i've come from a, a large extended family a really close strong family um I've grown up in the church, grown up a Christian, and um, always had a strong, strong faith and belief in God. And recently, over the past ten years of my life or so, I have um, I have struggled with alcoholism and addiction, and I am um, almost two years clean and sober. And um, and I that's kind of where I've started. I. Um, I grew up in the church, had a strong faith. I, um, I kind of got in the habit of um, going to church on Sunday and punching my ticket and, yeah. um, and then living the other 6.9 days of the week just of worldly things, I guess, and, and focused on myself and the world. And I didn't have that, that really personal, everyday relationship with Jesus Christ. And, um, and you know, so I'd kind of fall by the way during the week. And, um, I would, um, things were pretty good, and I've, I've never considered myself a bad person, but the world is, is a fallen place, and it's, it's, it's hard um, sometimes, and um, I had, um, I had a great job, I had um, <clears throat> my own practice, and I developed a, um, a lot of stress there, and um, I had some relationship issues with my wife, and I had um, just, just a lot of, a lot of problems that kind of hit me at once, and um, I found a solution in in drugs and alcohol, and um, it, it would give me some temporary relief, and it would kind of stop my mind from racing, and um, and I uh, and I struggled with that, and um, finally on uh, November the fourth of 2019, I I surrendered. I, I went to treatment, and um, I got help. I asked for help, and um, that is uh, that, that's kind of where it started for me. Where did you go to treatment at? I went to a rehab in Tennessee called The Ranch. And um, it, um, it was, it, as far as a rehab facility, it's nice. Um, it, it's, it's, not a, it's not a Christian-based rehabilitation center, but um, it, um, it gave me a good start, a good foundation. And, um, and it does, you know, all the 12-step programs promote God and a, a higher power. Yeah. Um, they don't always mention Jesus Christ, but I think it's uh, I think it's the basic foundation of all the twelve step recovery programs. I don't think it works without without God. Yeah, you know. So, yeah, I went uh, went there to the river, and after getting out, I um, I had to totally change my my people, places, and things, and um, and I've, I've struggled with that. I, I I left my practice. I uh, started a whole new career, and um, I, I still I still you know still doctor but just in a different capacity yeah i um i have um, it's 
uh, a lot has changed and I have totally kind of, my family has been restored. Uh, my relationship with my wife and my children is better than, than ever. I, um, I, I thank the Lord for that. It, we're, we're closer. We've, uh, we're actually going to another church um, now and um, not that the denomination of the church matters. I think it's, um, should all be centered around Jesus. Right. And, and <laughs> right. You know, I, you can you can complicate it more than it has to be complicated. Yeah. And, uh, so, yeah, that's that's where I went to treatment. I need you to help guide me. No, look. So, um, a couple weeks is it? How long ago was it? You got baptized recently? Yes. Yeah. We at, at First Baptist Church. My wife and I both got baptized uh-huh. recently and joined the church. And um, so it, my one of my daughters has as well. And um, so we've had a we've had a great great new experience. That's awesome. That. So, like, what prompted you to want to do that? Well, I just wanted a. I felt that I was saved and, and I was baptized as a child to the Catholic Church. Um, so I, I didn't necessarily so much question my my salvation. Yeah. But I wanted it as a as a I guess a show of of the old man being left or buried and, and the new person yeah. being risen. I've kinda after after you know, becoming sober and um, and kind of restarting this life that that God so graciously has given me. I, I just that was where it prompted me to want to do it. Yeah, um, that's awesome. I think what you said hits the nail right on the head. Is that like um, in Romans, it constantly talks about dying to your old self and raising the life. And I think it's a beautiful representation of of baptism. And even if you know you feel like your salvation is intact and everything is good. But you still just want people to know, like, look, I'm I'm not that person anymore. I have been raised to a new life, and I'm a new creation now, and I'm not my old self. And I think that was a, a beautiful representation. And, you know, and I, I struggled with the shame and the guilt of of you know addiction, and and I um, and a lot of times I think that's what keeps people from from getting help. I believed in God. I I, I did not have a a strong enough faith in God's grace and mercy. Yeah. I thought that I had done too much. I, I you know, I, and I, I want people to know that, that God is there and already forgiven us and waiting. And yeah, I, but I had told myself that lie, and and I I didn't. It was my faith was a problem. Yeah. I guess is 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 the way I felt. And um, but there's so many people out there that are suffering in silence because of shame and stigma and and I want them to know that there is hell there is a better way there's a better life than that and most of the people that start out in addiction don't start out full-blown addicts I mean it starts out as a recreational tool or, or to help relax in social situations and very quickly it it grabs hold and, and before you know it and you're you're addicted to it yeah and it 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 can happen very easily yeah most all addicts in recovery that i know are some of the strongest christian believers and the fact that they have been in that darkness they have felt the pain and 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 have been anchored down and Jesus Christ has released that they have a strong faith they yeah. they have you know, I feel like they have they 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 can touch it and feel it, and um, where some people don't have that that firsthand experience. Yeah, know? I think it's because and you're just so low, <laughs> you know, and Absolutely. you just feel like there's no way out. There's 
one guy I was talking to a minute ago, he was like, man, I feel like I was in this pit and then I'd get up and out and then I just like, I just fall right back in that pit again. And um, I think that's why they're so, you say like, you feel like they can touch and feel Christ. It's because, man, they like, they have no other option. That's right. They were desperate. People yeah. have, people have been desperate and, and you, you just get so sick and tired of, of being sick and tired and, and that, you know, you're, you're so thankful when you're given that life raft and, mm -hmm. um, and Jesus Christ is there. He's there and waiting and, and a lot of us lose sight of that and or think we're too far gone or don't deserve it. Yeah. And it just doesn't work that way. Yeah. You know. If you could give one piece of advice to somebody that is in recovery, um, that, you know, what's the, what's the advice that you would give somebody in recovery? Well, I think there's a lot of advice to be given, but if you're already in recovery, most people probably, you know, already have an idea. People that are still in active addiction, I would say, please just reach out and ask for help. I have friends at the River in Philadelphia. It's a Christian recovery group that mm -hmm. uh, that has helped me tremendously and a, a bunch of other people. Uh, local AA groups or NA groups, um, their Celebrate Recovery groups are awesome. I uh, they, There is help, and all you have to do is ask somebody. Yeah. So I, I would say that's the first start, asking for help. Then once you're once you're in a group or you're starting recovery, it's difficult at first. You know, old habits are hard to break, and um, and and it can really grab hold of you. But just just stay steady and keep going to meetings and and get centered in a in a Christian recovery based group. I, yeah. I think it's key and um, and to stay as in, in in touch with that group as possible. Yeah, I know you've talked about it a little bit, but how important is the community of it, of people? I think it's huge. Yeah, I I, um, I, I think recovery without a strong support group is is difficult i'm not saying impossible but it would be difficult yeah and that's what most recovery groups are are about it, it's for the support and you know you can be feeling like you're having a, a bad day in your world but you go to one of these groups and you sit there and listen to these people share what they've been through and you realize that your day is not that bad yeah and it just puts things in perspective and and, and makes you so grateful i mean i i think gratitude is uh is is a, a big part of it you know once you've almost lost so much and uh to to finally be rescued from that yeah. I, um so i i would um i would say get in with the support group because it, it helps keep you stabilized it gives you some um some accountability um, yeah. somebody to kind of just keep tabs on you mm -hmm. um, also just support um, and it also gives you some responsibility. You kind of become responsible for some newer people in the groups and, and, and people are counting on you to watch you survive and, yeah. and, and to thrive. And so you feel a, a little bit of responsibility for, for that, the other people in the group. You know? Yeah. Um, so let me back up a little bit. Yeah. Um, talk about, you know, your wife and you had some issues and, um, but now like I see like I see Catherine on Facebook and she's always constantly like lifting people up and and you should talk about and obviously y'all went on this yeah. journey together and I know it's not yes. just you like or addiction yeah. impacts the whole family absolutely and, I'm glad and, you brought that up Garrett I um it, absolutely it, it it affects the whole family and um and I, I hope that I'm breaking generational curses yeah. with this but Catherine bought into it I mean she had things to to recover from as well yeah um, hers were different than mine but um, but we bought into this together and, and she was there to support me and um, has been has been nothing but supportive and active in my recovery groups and, yeah right especially at the river but um, 
that's helped a lot. I mean, it's it's totally changed our whole relationship. Yeah. And, and the relationship with my children. I mean, they they we now talk about these things that that we would have just kept secret before yeah. or not wanted to talk about and because of shame and and you know i worried a lot about what other people in the community would think um, especially when i first came back home and i worried about what to tell my children when i went to treatment and i finally realized the best thing is just the truth you know yeah. I mean, I, you're only as sick as your secrets and mm-hmm. i um i was sick of being sick and having secrets and um so it's i think it's helped it's definitely helped that Catherine's been there on the group and and, and the recovery and supportive and um, and my children too. They, yeah, they're there. They're part of it. They they go to when I get uh, when I got my year chips or whatever. You know, they show up for these things and um, they are they they see it and I hope that just by seeing it in action, some of it some of it sinks into them. Yeah, as well. But I hope that they don't have to learn it the hard way like I did. Yeah, I think it's. It's so amazing that, you know, you were at the point where you're like, okay, I'm going to reach out for some help. Um, and, like, a lot of people just don't. And that's that's difficult. Like, um, we had a relative not too long ago. Um, he never just reached out for help. And it ended up, like, with his life. And this can be life or death. It's not even a, a you know. Absolutely. You know. Mental illness. It is a mental illness, and, and it's yeah. I it's, mean, a lot of people in addiction become to the point of suicidal, and so it it is, and not just suicide, but just the the. I mean, the only way out of addiction, if you keep going, is is death or jail or institutions. Yeah. So it it is life and death, absolutely. And um, but but the thing is that when you're in active addiction, it it's hard to to break that cycle, and you can have the willpower to do it, but it. It's always well. I can go get drunk or high today and do it tomorrow. It's just easier, almost easier to just to keep doing what you know. But it's not. It's not the best way. It, it, I mean, that's only going to end in death or jail. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's not an option. And, yeah. Um, but it it's hard to, you know, it, it's it's hard for me to eat properly some days. Yeah. It's, it, so it it's kind of like that, but but a different beast. Like, you know. Yeah. But it. They, people are out there suffering, and, and sh- shame and guilt are, are part of that as well. They, they're they're ashamed if they tell somebody what what they'll be judged as, so they don't want to don't want to come out and, and ask for help, and um, they're just slowly suffering and dying. And, and nowadays, the, a lot of these drugs are with fentanyl and stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it only takes one time to, mm-hmm. to die, and and you don't know that you're doing it because um, you don't know what's in a lot of these drugs. So. Um, and a lot of people will just drink until until they die. So yeah. I, uh, it's just it's not a way to live. And mm-hmm. there is a way out. And I just I, I hope I just want everybody to, to to know that. And just to ask for help, they can call me or um, anybody at the river or yeah. the AA groups. I mean, there there are plenty of places for help. I think I have uh, my coworker actually. She was um, in addiction and she is out. And she said, you know no one's going to get help until they won't help and she said and um she said you could go to the best rehab facilities and all the stuff so once you um know that you want help then that's when you'll get it so kind of talk about that experience if you would like to yeah that that's right i i've i've heard you know you hear people talk about rock bottom and everybody has a different rock bottom and i i don't know that i necessarily buy into rock bottom but i i do believe in desperation 
in you mm-hmm. have a, a, a sense of desperation and, and you you would do anything to to break this miserable life cycle and, and get out of this darkness that, that you're in. So that desperation is key. And your family can want it all they want. They can push you to do it. You can go to rehab and, and say all the right things and get out and nothing changes. So it has to be a personal decision. You have yeah. to want to change. And um, But if you do, there is help and, and can get better. So Nobody can make you do it unless you get locked in jail uh, yeah. or institutionalized. <laughs> yeah. You know? um, talk about kind of the Lord's intervention on your behalf uh, during this whole entire process. Because, I mean, I'm just going to be honest. Like, you're a completely different person yeah. you know, than what you were. And I'm not saying, like, there was not a salvation issue. But I think, like, he's Lord of your life now. And I think he influences everything. So, so kind of talk about that for a second. Yeah. I, um, you know, I would go to church. But I think it's really hard, Garrett, to... to to chase God with with a hundred percent zeal, and to chase earthly things, whether it's alcohol or addiction, or drugs or or anything else, you know, you you can only do one or the other. I, I don't believe you can you can you can buy in and do both. And I had I was I was pulling myself away from God. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least subconsciously, and I you know, I would go to church, but I was just I had lost my relationship my personal relationship with Christ and um, I had when I went to rehab I, I I was in a pretty low place obviously and we had Bible study groups there and there were two young guys that were they were in there who um, who were saved and um, it, during this Bible study class that we had and, and they were just so on fire for it that's kind of started for me to, to open my eyes back to it you know that the, the love that God had for me and, and reminded me that he he will forgive. He does forgive. Had already forgiven me, and um, so it's kind of started from there. I I ha- didn't have this aha spiritual awakening. Yeah, it's been a slow, gradual process for me. And I think the more you do the next right thing and 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 search for God and ask for God's help, you know, the more that He has kind of opened opened my eyes and my heart. Yeah. And, um, and I'm not I'm not pushing for earthly things at this point in my life. I, I think some of that comes with age and, and wisdom. But you know, I, I think the the whole purpose of this life is to have eternal salvation, and for for myself and my family and my friends. And and it's my job now to go and promote that to other people. Mm-hmm. I mean, somebody helped me when I needed help. I feel like it's the least I can do, and my responsibility to reach out. And try to help other people suffering, at least in the manner that I know, which is alcoholism and addiction. Yeah, and I just—it's so inspiring to me that you know you're just willing to share your story, and that's what he gave it to you for, and that's what we talked about the other night on the porch. And he just—he gave you this story for a reason, and it's to help other people. And um, I'm so glad that you're doing that. And and you know, as a family, we're just. We're fired up for you, and and we're like, we pray for you constantly. We're um, we're so glad that you know that you're doing this, and that that you're not just you're not just clean, but you're clean and wanting to help people. Absolutely, I think there's a difference, and I and I, I thank you for that. I um I, I we've been blessed with a great family, and I'm so thankful for that. And I, our, our grandmother was uh, 
who's passed away. I, I wish that she was here so I could she would speak be, to her and yeah. talk to her about things again. But um, but I am so thankful for my our family and and the support that I've had and 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 I think that helps me a lot. And I and I sometimes feel bad because I have lived a fairly privileged life and compared to a lot of people with family and and financial means and but the 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 misery and the darkness and, and the pain is the same and and I can feel that when 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 somebody tells a story of being in addiction I, I can feel it yeah and I know how they how they how they feel and uh, that empathy is uh, is definitely there yeah you know so yeah. I, I just I hope I can in some way help help other people like yeah. that you're definitely doing that man I appreciate you coming on during the horse races uh to come and talk to me no, um, nothing i'd rather do man, yeah, thank you so much yeah then this has been another episode of around the coffee table y'all like us on facebook follow us on instagram at atct underscore podcast if you like this and you like stories like this man tell somebody um we we, we believe that there's a purpose behind this and that's you know to share what the lord has done in other people's lives and um man until then keep your coffee hot